In this episode, John and I are back after a two-week little break. Um, a lot has happened in the sports world. One thing has uh, really had us thinking about, obviously, um, how you only have one opportunity on this planet to do what you can, and much respect to uh, Kobe Bryant for what he brought to life and the passion that he had for basketball. We talk a little bit about that. We get into what's been going on in golf, of course, uh, in the professional game. Tiger Woods has been playing. Um, he played at Torrey Pines. His swing is looking really good. Bryson's playing in uh, um, overseas. His swing is looking massive. And um, so we talk a little bit about the pro game. We get into some chatter about equipment. I had a chance to check out the SIM driver, the tailor-made SIM driver. John's had a, check, a chance to check out the Callaway Maverick and, uh, and what we really think about um, where we're going with equipment and what we think we need to change or not change and where the equipment's going. So that's, that's been a lot of fun uh, to, to chat about that. And then um, we talk a little bit more about some bourbons that we like. So we do a little taste testing here at the end with some bourbons. And uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting uh, little blind taste test that uh, we take a lot of time. So if you, hopefully you guys enjoy that at the end. It's one of our longer segments in taste testing some bourbons, but we do kind of a blind taste test and give some thoughts on that. So uh, enjoy the show. Thanks. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. This is episode, uh, what, seven of season two. John Falkenberg with me. What's happening, John? Yo, yo. Uh, we are, uh, a cup, we've been almost doing every other week, uh, which has been okay. I'm not, I'm not hating on the fact that our schedule is a little bit different um, than maybe it's been we actually, uh, in season Mark, one. Mark, we actually work in the wintertime. I know. So when it's summer, and, like you get it, take advantage of it in Indiana, yeah. we can play golf. That is true. But it's funny, though. We actually do more podcasts when it's warm or playing golf because I think we feel a little more energized. Maybe we're just into it a little bit more. I'm not sure. I mean, we're in the dead of winter right now. I mean, how? Well, I, and hey. The look, other... I, I'm trying to get pumped up. I'm wearing my golf shorts and my T-shirt. It's good. Well, you've been, I know you're busy, too, right? I mean, you got pickleball. You got to go to Purdue games. You know, you probably got to go to some business dinners and shit. And so... By the time it comes down to, hey, you want to do a pod, you're like, ah, I got shit to do. Well, and hey, we have P- families and stuff too. But I mean, whatever. By the way, the Purdue game, real. Oh, you want to check that? So real quick? the the pod, the pod, or the podcast will take precedent over a lot. But we play pickle maybe we're lucky once a week. Purdue game, I get to watch. I'm watching tonight. What is the score? Did you see it? We're they're they're down six with four and a half. To well, play. shit, that's not awful. They were no. getting they were getting their asses stomped they here. Were. They were. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're. I think you, when you kind of go through anything that you're um, pursuing or doing, or yep. you're trying to perfect, like you kind of go through little lulls. Like, sure. And I think like you know golfers, they do it too. They're like, hey, there's a point in their season where they what kind of want a little break. I think our little break. We've had through the winter time here in our second season. We slowed it down a little bit, but you know, we still do it. No, I, I, hey, I'm not. I'm not saying um, that uh, I'm unhappy with with our frequency. It's just been a little bit different, and uh, so I apologize to the fans more than anything. It's just, hey, our lives get in the way. This is a side gig, um, side hustle that we're working on and trying gig. to build up. And uh, um, but it's been fun, and I know we're, we're due to have. 
uh, Dave Derm on, but we haven't done that. And I think I promised him two episodes ago. <laughs> so it's something that we, I know we got to get and coordinate. He just got back from Cabo. So, um, yeah, we got a couple of guests. Well, I want to get the, um, my, uh, my golf simulator guy on yeah. Kevin. Um, he, he'll probably listen to this. Yeah. We're going to get that happen in the next sure. few weeks. We need to do yep. that as well. He's his insight on that. Uh, he just went to the PJ show last week. He was nice. telling me about it. He said it was Great. awesome. Have you have you talked to anybody? I was down there. I talked to uh, at him, and then I saw. I looked up a bunch of stuff. What was going on? They had. Like, I was their, flipping through. A lot they had of their things, biggest showing ever down there. Wow, that's it. I mean, it's always like fifty thousand people. We talked about it last year on going, and 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 maybe we need to book that for this next year or something. I'd have like been that. in. Yeah, I I just I honestly didn't even think about it. We got a plan for it. Could be fun to do. Play um, a little Isleworth while we're down there. Why not? Be crazy. Get, get, get nuts. Um, I ran into Jack Sparrow um, last Thursday at the IU game. He said uh, he wants to meet us in studio at after the school year's over so that he can have some cocktails with us and do a pod. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. So I love that. Because the season about to start, I think they're making a Florida trip this week, um, IU was, uh, to, to k- kick off their season. But he said, yeah. Let's get together after the season. That way I can enjoy some drinks with you guys. And I'm like, how that's he, fantastic. How does he feel like IU golf's gonna be this year? Um you know, I I mean, I literally ran into him like between the concession stand and a bathroom kind of thing. So it wasn't I didn't get to, you know, drill him with like, Hey, how's the season going? Or I, I asked him like, Hey, when do you guys start the season? And he responded and then it was kinda like, Well, let's do another pod and he's like, After the season, let's get together, we'll drink. It'll be great. That's I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, he was like a red shirt freshman, and then he had the injury year. He's like 23 or 24 almost. He's 23 or 24? Yeah, I think he's 23. So he, He's graduated, right? He'll be, uh, if he hasn't graduated, he's, and he's just finishing his... Just living the dream. Yeah, just living. I'm sure he has to be enrolled, so I'm sure he's, except you know, it, he's probably except, taking golf and except, bowling. Except and, he's, at, uh, he's at IU, so... That, yeah, that sucks, man. Girls are hideous down there. That's awful. Uh, well, yeah. it one so so a lot has transpired. Believe it or not, and since two episodes ago, um, in the golf world, um, as well as in the sporting world, so we've seen um, uh, we've really gotten into the Big Ten basketball season. And I think that's taken John and my's attention a ton uh, beyond golf. But we we did jump into the California swing, which is great with golf, and uh, we one one of the things, and and I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily like growing up. I mean, I think maybe it's a generational thing, but uh, um, when I grew up, Michael Jordan was my guy, right? Like he was, my dad is from Chicago. Um, when we uh, when we moved to Indy, the Pacers, I mean, the best player on the Pacers was Chuck Person. And so I, I still was like, I was a Jordan guy. And so I didn't go through the era with Kobe where um, – I had where I was like, wow, that guy's amazing. Um, I Shaq, Shaq was more my generation where I was like, holy shit, that dude, he's freaking huge. Uh, how I don't understand that is like, uh, but I, mean, I kind of I, I get what you're growing when you're growing up with because Kobe was our age. I'm just saying in high school, right? So, like in high school, that was not was my Michael necessarily Jordan. my it was Michael Jordan, right? And, and that, then and Shaq. that's and that's when I tied to that because Kobe didn't go to the NBA till when, uh, what early. What was it? Late nineties, maybe. He was drafted in ninety uh, seven. Okay, so 
it would have been after high school, right? And so, like, I at that point, I had already, I had idolized Jordan. I had moved to becoming a Pacer fan, and, um, you know, so like I became like Reggie, Rick Smiths, whatever it was. And I remember the finals in uh, in two thousand two, where the Pacers played L.A. And that's probably my best memory of Kobe because they beat us in five games or whatever the heck it was. They kind of kicked our ass in the finals, and it was the only finals. I've ever seen the Pacers go to, and um, you know that's really the only f- space where I really like watched Kobe. I, I, I admired his game. I thought he mimicked Jordan as far as the way that he played the game, uh, just as I mean, more than anybody ever has. Um, he didn't like. I thought the same thing. I always thought he didn't have the athleticism Jordan had. I I think Jordan had some. He just there was something still extra about Jordan. Um, he, uh, Jordan's explosiveness was crazy, but what I what I was marveled with Kobe is his mentality. Correct. That and, was and, that was marveling to me because he he wasn't he wasn't Jordan's athleticism. He didn't have that. I I don't think so, and I think but where he made up for it, and that is the thing, and I guess that's exactly where I was going with this too. And that you know, there's plenty of stories that happen between over a two week period. Um, we can't not mention something about somebody who literally has one of the best focus in sports and the best mentalities in trying to improve their game every single day. You know, I, I look at Peyton Manning as somebody that was Tiger. that way. Tiger. Tiger's always been that way. Um, Tom Brady has continued to be that way in the sport. And him and, and Tiger to me are like the closest. And um, it, it's definitely admirable. And for him to retire early as I, I think a lot of people would consider he did, and focus on his family and focus on growing his charities and his groups and focusing on you know what, what he can do beyond playing the actual game. I thought it was super impressive, and I just think it's, it's one of those where, um, to me, and this is what I've told my kids and I've talked to my wife about, is that um, there's no guarantees in life, man. There just aren't. There never is, and uh, you never know when it's going to go. You never know when you're going to get, you know, the the end's going to come, I guess you could say. And uh, it, for him and what I admire about him, man, he, he gave it his all. He gave, I don't think there's any day where a lot of people would say that he didn't give it his all. And that's that's the cool part of the legacy. I feel so bad for those, those girls that weren't able to grow their own legacy as well, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, of course, I feel Kobe for Kobe, but he, he, he lived a, you know, 20 lifetimes. I mean, he 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 lived it. He he, li- he had an incredible life. Yep. Short as it was, incredible life. My heart is like like where it just goes as for his kid. Yep. 13 dying. I mean, yeah, those 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 three 13-year-old girls that went down in that too. That's that's where I that's, got crushed. That's 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 where I just like okay. They had it all ahead of them still and, and It sucks. Um, it sucks, but you know what? It's it it well, it's just it's it's the unfortunate part about going through life and the reminders that we have. I had somebody I won't mention their name. We were just talking to a group of people. Said, "Would you?" He's like, I, "I think I'd rather my whole family go down in that in that crash than you know just partial." And I was like, "I was like, no way." I mean, I totally disagreed with that. It's like this life, man. It just happens. Like you just said, it can be over like that. But people survive. People move on. Would you want that? Would you rather that, like, hey, if it was you and your daughter, 
or would you rather would you, I mean to me it's like like would you rather the whole family go down or just you two? I mean to me I'm like no way. You would want the other people to survive. No way controls things like that. Yep. It just happens. It's yep. a horrible thing. And actually, I mean that, and believe it or not, I don't think that's a like an abnormal symptom that people are thinking is like Jesus yeah. it's so horrible like I'd, you know, would be better off if the whole family went down. I was like, no way, no way, zero chance. No, I, I think I think it's it, in the the perfect, I guess, parallel or comparison is sports, and and what the NBA even did that day. The game must go on, and to me, that's what life is. Life just needs to go on. And we all lose people. Life and death is part of life. And we all lose people, and they move on, and the next person has to move on. Our parents are going to eventually die. Our grandparents, most of us have maybe didn't know our grandparents much. I still got, Allison still has a grandma. I still have a grandma that's alive. I still have a grandma, too. And and, and that's rare. Shout that's out super to Grace. Shout out to Carol. Well, but, I, I, yeah, you, you got to move forward. And, but, but life will go on. You have to move on. And as much pain as you go through and as much um, change that has to happen to what you've led up to and built up to, um, the person who has passed on would want you to move on. 100%. They wouldn't want anything less. Like, hey, look, you know, keep that moving. Yeah, but- you, you, There's no way Kobe would want you to stop, not play basketball because... He's gone. You got to move on. Especially so. his wife. I mean, look, she she stuck through some shit. Oh yeah. And you know, people say you don't want to focus in on that, but you know, it was part of his life. It's what happened. You know, it was part part of his life. It's what happened, man. There was some really bad shit that he did. He, yeah. I mean, at, at at the best case, he cheated on his wife. Yeah. Best. Yeah. So. I don't care. I'm not going to focus on that. He got cleared of it. You know, she agreed, all that. But it's sad. But you know what? It's a sad story. Look, he's a celebrity, so he's getting a lot of attention. People are like, this shit happens all the fucking time. It does. And I think that's the, that's the reality of it, is that there's no guarantees in life. You don't know when it's going to stop. You don't know when it's gone. And, and it's, why, it's why we play golf as much as we do. I hate to say it's a that. It's therapy. It's a because therapy. Because you need some therapy. You need to move on. You need to put some stuff behind you and... Um, I'm really sorry for people's losses, and and it's it's hard time, a tough time. I've been bummed. I can't lie, I've been yeah. bummed. It was Sunday was a very somber day. Yesterday was pretty somber around the office. Um, so uh, hasn't been great, but um, and it's for. I mean, look, if you're not a big sports fan, mm-hmm. you're look, man, you're probably not somber about it. I'm I'm sorry, yeah. you just didn't know him. Like, no, me me and you, we know like. Well, we, we know, know Kobe, all. like yeah. like all the shit right. he did. Yeah, what, five times. Whether NBA I was champion. a huge fan of his or not, I was very aware of everything that he accomplished. So he was a not only was like his sports acumen just incredible, but I again I always got to go about his mentality was just it's like he had no like fallback. It yeah. was all moving forward. Yeah, you just couldn't fuck with a guy. Nope. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it was dialed in, and and I think we can all look. To me, those are the things we learn: is that you gotta you gotta take every day and uh, make the most of it, and that you gotta you gotta move on, um, even when you're thrown uh, some of the worst circumstances. So, 
I'll, I'll leave it at that there. And uh, uh, rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi. Uh, with that, I w- wanted to talk a little bit, turn things a little bit to golf. Uh, Tiger's been uh, shown a ton lately with the way he's evolved his swing um, back to what a lot of people are saying is more to when he was at his best. Have you seen some of these videos online, and or did you watch some of the tournament over the weekend? Yeah, it's just it's it's not as violent. To me, it's not as violent. I don't even think it's as violent as when he was he was at his best. He's definitely swinging a lot easier and a lot smoother. I think it's different than when he was at his best. It's different. He, his he, positioning. He's, he's is, adapted. Yes, and I think what I'm hoping with this, for the sake of his health, not for the sake of the game. I think he's great for the game if he can. Here's the point. He's great for the game if he can keep playing, and I think the way he's swinging right now can help him play longer. I think it can help him stay healthier because he's not swinging as well. He violent. swings as easy, and he's still in the top third of driving. Sure. I mean, it all, he, he's one of the best ball strikers of all time. Yeah, yeah, what I can't understand is like, Tiger, it doesn't matter how much farther you're hitting the ball. I think that's the problem that he had for a long time. He's the best, hands down. I think everybody, a golf analyst agree, he's the best iron player ever to play the game. For sure. Iron player. Fantastic. I mean, him off the tee was always the problem. He would have had probably well, 25 majors. And look what Mr. Bombs is doing right now. Can't get it in play. He's aging, still trying to hit bombs, and, and he's missing cuts as a result. There's, there's some stuff to say about the bomb and gouge mentality, but there's stuff to say about hitting freaking fairways, too. Oh, dude. He's, so, in a, he's in a high little cut. Tiger just is. Just to drop in and... It's pretty. It's good stuff. So Bryson, on the other hand, Bryson, your big, boy, he went all muscles, freaking science, like bulking up. We did you see? Did, did you, you see him swinging out of his shoes? Did you? Did and you driving see, that three hundred fifty yard hole? Did you see the um, the the comments that went back and forth between him and uh, Kepka? Oh yeah, with the uh, with the U.S. Open and the when Bryson said he doesn't even have abs. What what the fuck? He no, he said he said he doesn't even have a six pack. I got a six pack, and then bright, and then <laughs> and then Kepka sends and then over Kepka his. sends. I'm I'm too short of a six pack, and sends him his four freaking major trophies, which was <laughs> bad ass. That was bad ass. I actually think they're buddies. Oh, they're they're oh, it's a yes, it's a PR freaking. They are. They have yeah. to be, but. I, I, I kind of wonder because Bryson sometimes. I, I don't know if they're buddies as much, though, because he plays so fucking slow and Brooks would, that would drive Brooks crazy. But I think they're cordial enough that they're going to razz each other, which like, is awesome. I like Brooks a lot. Oh, I, I think he's one of my favorite players right now, by far. Mm-hmm. And I know, he's, I know he's somewhat controversial and people think he's weird or whatever, but I'm like, I don't care. His, I've always liked him, but I just, I never thought he could do what he's doing. You know, he, what he did. Is got himself tough. Uh-huh. That's what he did. He's yeah. not like he knew. Like I don't have this like pure. Na- He's talented, but he doesn't have this like pure natural. He just figured out how to fucking beat people at the end. Yeah. It's like, I'm oh, gonna, he's got a great mentality. I'm going to beat you. He's got a very good mentality. He stays like, focused. and He's like, you are going to shit your pants, yeah. and I'm just going to be like, uh, you know what? I was playing this shit in the rain, the European tour. I had no money, and I was just like fourth tournament. If I didn't make this, then yeah. I was done. Yeah, and I'm going to bomb it past you, and I'm going to hit wedges through the fucking rough if I have to because I'm stronger than you, and then I'll freaking kick you to the curb at the and end I, of the round. And I'm going to hit a cut four iron at 240 yards on a God. par three at Belle Reve and just win the major. No big deal. 
cut four iron. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out for Bryson trying to get all strong and whatever too, and do some stuff. I think his swing's a little goofier, but uh, I don't like whatever. that. I just I don't. I I think it goes back to all the conversations we've had about pro golf, and no different than like this past week with anybody can potentially win in a given week. It doesn't. All these big names that are obviously selling golf clubs and selling freaking gear because they've won some majors. They're fantastic. We, they're, they're great for the game. But who won this week? I don't even remember who it was now. Who won this week? Leishman. Leishman. I like. Right. I, I like Leishman. Sure. He is. He is. He is the definition of a golfer. Well, that's all he does. That's all he does, right? I mean, you look at him. He's no physical no, specimen. No physical specimen by any means. Jeez. Far so. from it. He's a ball striker, dude. Fantastic ball striker. So is and hey, so is Gary Woodland, by the way. But. But good, Woodland, he's and, a specimen, though. Oh, he's a specimen. It's good stuff. Um, so moving on from the program, um, I know we, uh, uh, you hit the Callaway Maverick. You liked it. Yeah. Um, I read, I saw some reviews on it that were not necessarily anything fantastic. They're saying it's basically the same club as the Flash. Um, maybe I, a little bit different. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Leave from yeah, the flash. I don't I don't basically people are saying like if you have the flash, like if you bought the flash, like don't buy this club. It hits it feels different though. Yeah. Uh however, the I hit the tailor made, because I'm a tailor made guy, and I will say that the uh reduction in spin off the face is ludicrous. Um what they've done there. And the sound and the feel of this club is the best I've felt in a really long time. You don't want too low a spin though. Dude, it was twelve hundred RPM. That's it was terrible. like it was you ne- crazy. You, you don't want that. It'll knuckle off. Like it'll any time. You had any type of wind, I'd go off the. Fa- like you did a good shot. Yeah. it'll be gone. So I really want to work on that with a simulator and see if it's worth uh, doing. And one thing that I also read about this club and some others is that they're you get actually a different shaft though that'll get more spin. Well, they're actually uh, they're actually suggesting you loft up as well. So, um, what loft did you hit? A nine, nine degree, like oh. I usually do. And they're actually saying you loft up on these things. Now. You need to go 10 and a half. That's yeah. where I'm at. So, um, so it'd be interesting to compare it to my current driver and try to tune it up uh, and see if the forgiveness makes sense or if it doesn't spin enough. But, um, but yeah. I like that. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually excited about hitting this new Mizuno driver. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, it's not out yet. The, the guys were telling me they're gonna, playing it. There's like five or six pros playing it. Mm hmm. I mean, when that's happening, it, it has to be a decent club. And Mizuno is such a, in, you know, incredible golf club maker that they're gonna get it right. They said so. My golf spy, who you and I both respect uh-huh. a lot, they yeah. said for performance wise last year, Mizuno, like not brand, just performance wise, was the best yeah. overall by far for for the for the irons. Oh yeah. Uh, dude, those those new MP irons are so phenomenal. The wedges, I'm not. I, I'm 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 actually going to leave the wedges. Yeah, they don't have mm-hmm. the same technology. They, well, they so maybe haven't put. Yeah, they. It's the could be part of their division that they Vokies just haven't. Vokies is the best wedges out there. Got, yeah, different people. You agree? Like you love the you love the Vokies, right? Um, I'm a I'm a Vokey fan. I I do like my ping wedges that kind of match my set though. Um, especially for full swings. I thought you had Vokies. Uh, I've got a Vokey 60, and then I've got a uh, 
my my 56 and my 51 are ping. So they don't necessarily match my set, but they're ping. So I I, I don't know. They're I I you know way that it's I'm I'm coming kind of coming to conclusion the way we're kind of thinking about whiskey and beer is that it 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 matters to a certain point, but then it doesn't. Once these guys, once you get a high end of clubs, you know that's why I think PXG is a fucking joke. It's, it's way, an absolute it's joke. Fucking joke. They don't. It's a, out, it's a joke, and I'll tell Bob Parsons that to his face. It's like you're way too expensive. Yeah. You know, people can't afford that shit, dude. It's like when you were a Marine in the, in the, in, in, you think fellow Marines can afford a three, $3,500 set of golf clubs? No. 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 You like, they're not going to do it. So I like tailor made. I like Mizuno is a little expensive. Callaway clubs, some of them be expensive. But tailor made actually makes some affordable clubs. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, have you ever watched any of the videos with Rick Shields? He's a he's like a golf pro out of uh, the UK. Um, he does a lot of a lot of club reviews and stuff, and he I uh, do I don't. So he he um, he put together a set where um, well he actually didn't put together a set. I take that back. He went to Costco and bought the Callaway like full bag. It was like 10 clubs, came with like a white hot putter and a, you know, clubs or whatever. And he played some holes with them. And he's like, these are good freaking clubs. And there's $500 for 10 clubs for the whole set. And yeah, it came with regular shaft. So, you know, he had to like kind of, you know, work it a little bit. But I looked him up on the Costco website. You can get them in stiff shaft. Like I would, anybody who's just starting in the game, there's no way that I would, I I'd, I'd be like, dude, go get that master set of freaking Callaways right now. But uh, yeah, I think people get caught up, and especially in this society that we live in, it's like everything has to be a little bit better, and like this certain little things gonna get you so much better. No, it's not. I could stick with every club I have in my bag, and I get caught up in it too. We I'll do. be perfectly fine. I'll be perfectly fine. No, I could hit that M1 probably for three more seasons. It won't matter. Because guess what? I've hit more fairways last year than I've probably hit in a long time. And I was talking to Side about it, and I said, you know what? I think the biggest difference in my game last year, John, was not my driver. It was not any equipment I had because I didn't change one club in my bag last year. You know what I changed? What? My ball. Yeah. What did I play last year? Well. I, and what ball did I play? The uh, Which I hadn't played before. AVX? Yeah. I started playing through the year. I like it. It spins lefts off the driver face, and I think that allowed me to not have as dramatic of lefts and rights misses. You know what I've, I've figured out with um, where I improve in golf is that full swings, you don't need that many of them. Full swings practice, but what you do need a lot of is short game. That's why I've got the 60-degree bokeh. That for to to get really good at golf. Fuck yeah! That's and I got to putt well, chip well, pitch well. I mean, that's that's where and dude, for me especially that I need it. Wedges and putting is critical. We've said this for a long time. Last year I said, you know what I'm practicing all winter long? Freaking putting. I bought the damn putting green. I practiced my putting. Worked on my stroke. I felt 
at the beginning of the year, I was my speed was off, but my stroke was dialed in. And I putted well again this year, just like I putted well last year. I even tried to buy a new putter to think I could buy a pet putter. But I, I just I was disappointed in wedges I had this year because that's usually my game. And I putted well. And if I'm if I got wedges going on and well, but you, I did make you, a you overhauled the bag last year though. And and I made adjustment like in late fall with that driver, you know, like shorten up the swing, and I'm more accurate. I'm not losing the shit off the off the tee. Good. Um. So yeah. I hey, look, we'll keep trying shit, but I I think we're kind of coming to that. Both dude, of us. It it dude, it's coming back to the whiskey thing. It's coming back to the beer thing. It's like you know what, the tried and true are just fine. It's fine. I mean, fine. I I I I read a thing with Sham. Uh, Brandle, Chambly, you know, he's saying, you know what? Off the center of the club face, most of these drivers, if you go back seven years, are about the same as long as you hit it in the middle of the club face. Yeah. The biggest difference are the shafts because they're taking a lot of spin off 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 of off a of shot, so you're getting more rollout or more penetrating trajectory, whatever it is. And this they're baking the sweet spot bigger if you miss. Hey, think about how the golf industry is trying to convince people that you have that you can. It's almost like they're they won't say it, but they're saying you can almost have less work, less practice, and become better golfer. Yeah, that's all it is. That's what it's allowed. I mean, guys were shooting. I mean, low sixties was fucking way less inferior clubs at seventy two hundred yards a long time ago. Yeah. It, it was happening. Yep. We got to roll back the ball now. I don't know. <laughs> I I would actually like that. I th- I think I don't know. I mean, we've gone back and forth on this. I I I still think that there should be a uh, um different limitation to the pro- the 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 woods essentially, like the longer clubs that pros are able to play. They should have uh, smaller heads, smaller sweets, but like those. No different than baseball, where they got to swing wooden bats. Same ball, though, too. Same ball, right? My point is, same ball, but they ins- they should have to play a smaller head driver, maybe different material type driver. Doesn't have to be persimmon. Persim- I think it should be persimmon. It could be persimmon, but point is, is like, why would that matter if everybody else has to play it? it? It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. You know what? And they would play just as well because they're fucking incredible. I just think it would accentuate their misses more than right now, uh, especially with these drivers and and how they are. They're, they're so forgiving. It would accentuate their misses and make them feel a little bit more like our most amateurs. Which, when we miss, it we're in the freaking shit, you know. And and so they've got to figure out how to dial it in. And then also what it does is because those those clubs probably won't go as far off the tee. It's going to bring their game back a little bit, where which then brings these old courses that they can't extend back to being able to so be able to play. If, here's where, like, I would say, like, our golf club, you, you, me and you picked up a, uh, some clubs from 20 years ago and tried to play our golf course from the tips. It'd be fucking hard. Yeah? It'd be really hard. Yeah, I think so. But now, I yeah. mean, that's where the technology's really helped is that, like, you can hit it farther. Your, I mean, dude, our irons go so far. It's yeah. dumb. I mean, me and you well, hit a that, six iron sometimes two hundred yards. That, that two hybrid I hit goes two fifty. Yeah, that's insane. The two hybrid, <laughs> and that's 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 right. You know, it's kind of crazy. It really is. I mean, 
That wasn't a bad drive with the persimmon wood on the PGA Tour 40 years ago. Yeah. Maybe 260, 270. I don't know. And maybe my theory isn't a good answer because you these what ends up happening is then manufacturers start manufacturing these driving irons that go, you know, 200... 300 yards for I these guys that, or something though. like that. I would that. fucking love that. These guys all pull the driving irons just so they can hit them 300 like <laughs> further than a and then a than one of these drivers. That'd be weird. But you could they could probably figure it out. Sure. Just make the shaft longer. Yeah. Whatever. I mean cuz the way these forged uh, you know heads are, you could do that. Yeah. I don't know. But I I think them it just it just brings in a different piece to the game and or and or hey, by the way, no, I, this doesn't it help. It happen. It ain't gonna happen. I don't think anything's gonna change. The, the ball might change before clubs change, but there's just not a there's not a demand for it. What are you gonna do? I mean, you got you got Joe Schmo, you know Uncle Bob, who he wants to play with the pros play, and so you're gonna still have the same situation where even if you make the pros change equipment, you're gonna have to. The amateurs are going to have access to it, especially young kids that are like good players, and they're like, "Well, I need to start playing the pro equipment if I'm going to be able to play at that level." And so they're going to sell that crap, and then you got, I, I just it, it muddies everything. It just muddies everything. Well, tournament ball is probably the best tournament ball or pro long clubs. I don't know. That I mean, hard. you think about like from a professional standpoint golf is just so unique because you go to the all the other major professional sports they're teams like franchises yep an individual's not it's not a franchise tennis about the only other one where you're you're an individual yeah and you know that's the, i mean I guess they there's a few others tennis i like bowling tennis is more pure than golf because they use the same ball bowling cornhole uh darts Pretty but, individual, but tennis just—I mean—it just doesn't have the popularity golf does. Cur- curling's still kind of a team thing. I like curling. We should get into that. Fucking yeah, do they do it downtown? It's all that'd be cool. That's so far though. But I, I would be do it though. Fucking bad, badass. You have man. to like, but that's something you want to get good at though. Oh god, dude, you know, do you know how it'd be worse than pickleball if we got into that? It'd be we'd be like, we'd be there every fucking night. Like no, oh, we're going we curling. Can't, we can't. Yeah, we fucking. That'd be awful. Going curling. That'd be. I like it. We'd be all fucking like with the broom. Yep. Be awesome. <laughs> so great. So speaking of weird sports, speaking of curling, speaking of whatever, um, uh, it just launched. I think we have seven followers. I'm gonna find out of how many we have. Um, hold on. Let's see here. I'm gonna look this up. What quick. unfaded sports? Yeah. So we have um we have a, a new. Um, Instagram. Yeah, we have seven followers on Instagram. Um, hey, that's that's more than a lot of people. Um, see what let's see what the Twitter account has right now. The Twitter account, but less than a lot of Instagram models. Yes, that's true. Uh, we have nine followers on Twitter. Dude, but, if uh, you were if you were a lot more, yes, good looking, aesthetic, yeah. We could have a lot of followers. Shit ton of followers. Yeah. So well. So anyway. So what? What we're trying to do, um, as we talked, we talked about Kobe earlier today. We've we obviously talked about some other sports and things like that. We think there is a a niche in in um, in this where there's a lot of dads like us that are um, either doing pods or they're into whatever they're doing, 
And uh, we'd love to follow you. Give us a follow back on Faded Sports. And uh, if you can give us a follow on Faded Sports, if you have any ideas on how we can continue to grow the brand of Faded, uh, that'd be awesome. But we've uh, we've we've launched that, and we're going to see how we trickle into that beyond a little bit beyond golf. We may even expand it in some additional podcasts and some things like that as well that cater to uh, basketball and whatever else. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's we're 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 just trying to branch out a little bit. And, I mean, and do some other things because we have plenty of other interests, but we know a lot of people, other people do as well. I mean, I think people can tell like we have a big passion for basketball. You and I, like a hundred percent. We love football too. Golf is a game we like to play the most. Big big game this weekend. Big game this weekend. I think football. a little bit. Maybe. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's end that. Let's end with that before we get wanna, into our. Yeah, let's um, get a little our, booze. Well, before we get into booze, let's end with Super Bowl predictions. Who you got? Niners. You like the Niners? Yeah. I think the Niners are playing fantastic defense, and I think it's really hard to stop that run. But I'm pulling for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I like my homie, but I, I don't even know much about the 49ers. I just know it's a, it's a protege. They it's, it's a it's a protege of the of the of the Patriots, and that guy's like super young, super sharp, and like what is his name? Garoppolo. What is his name? Garoppolo. He just. He's not even like that. Like I look at, him, I was like, okay, he's a good quarterback, but he, it's up here. He's, he's got the t- game smarts. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I think if uh, Mahomes th- is so freaking good, though. Well, so I think it's going to come down to Kansas City being able to actually stop that run, um, which I think they're going to really, really struggle with. Um, I'm and, pulling. I'm actually I, pulling for Kansas City, but I think Niners going to win for me. I go to I'm always rooting for I like rooting for underdogs. I don't I'm not sure if Kansas City is an underdog in this game or not. I haven't looked that up, but um I like rooting for the team that like hasn't won in a long time. You know, so like when the when's Cubs the last, when's the last did they won a Super Bowl? They yeah. won one like back in like they were like won Super Bowl two or three or something like that. I mean it's been forever. Forty for years. Something like that. So um, I, I, to me, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, San Francisco's, they've won. They've gone through their Joe Montana and Steve Young years, right? Like, they've, okay, it's good. Uh, Kansas City is actually favored by one and a half, believe it or not. So that's pretty small. That, that It's basically an even matchup yeah. right now. So um, I don't know. I'm really not that interested. I'm just, I mean, I love, I mean, it's You're great. Watch it I'll watch the commercials. It. Yeah. I'll come over. Here. I'll come over. I'll come over to your house and eat some buffalo chicken dip. And actually, we should do that. We haven't even planned. We get anything. some wings. We should do. We should make some wings and go get some freaking load up on some fat dans or something. Some ale. Oh, even better. What's we'll worse, ale? And we'll pick up freaking pizza and ale wings and oh, watch some football. God. My the bulb went out on my freaking projector. I got to get that fixed this week for my big screen. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Kind of a big deal. So. <laughs> All right, anyway. that's happening. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll review that. Yeah, we'll review that on the next episode. We'll see how that ended up turning out. You got the 49ers. I got the Chefs. 
And uh, whoever loses that bet has to take a shot of the uh, St. Elmo's. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's actually a good fucking bet. <laughs> it's not bad, actually. That's not a, a bad. That's a really shot good, of the really St. Elmo's cherry wine with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get into uh, taste testing that St. Elmo's that we talked about. Um, so stay tuned. Appreciate you, uh, you you listening in into the golf chatter. Thanks. All right, so we are going to go into our taste testing. We are uh, John and I are going to do a blind bourbon taste testing. We've been we've been drinking other bourbon, but we've what we've decided to do tonight. And maybe you want to set this up a little bit because this is your idea, John. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of what we've been talking about over the past, I'd say at least two months, is like we've tried the real good stuff. We've done the middle of the road, but I think at first we were like, we have to have these real good bottles. But I think we're coming to find out by just going through the process that, you know, the ideal taste doesn't necessarily mean a $200 bottle. It We found it in a $30 bottle, the Evan it, Williams. It's cool collecting the rare stuff. I think we both agreed that, right? Like, if you can find a rare thing and put it in your collection and sample it every now and then... That's we're cool. Not, we're not. We're that's not, not drinking we're not, it though. We're, yeah, we're not suggesting that that's not a cool hobby to have because we enjoy that part of the hobby for we sure. We both do it. Correct. But we actually probably drink even our rare shit. You and I. I mean, is I there, do. I do. I, mean, I drink, I drink it too. My, I drink my good tequila. Like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. So I, I thought, hey, let's just do a blind whiskey test. Uh, Mark They're and all, I, all less than fifty dollar bottles. All uh, is that well? Yeah, I think all these are less than fifty. No, the single no, the single barrel Jack is a little bit more. I think that's like an eight seventy eighty dollar bottle. Okay. But so what we're gonna do is blind test uh, a high end uh, bourbon, a middle of the road, yep. and then your shitter. And we're 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 calling the shitter. We're just calling it the wild card. The wild card. So the wild card is um, Saint Elmo. Yep. St. Elmo's uh, Steakhouse here in Indy. They've got their own bourbon. They even put on the back of the label to mix it with Coke, like the cola, cola mix recipe. So, But we're going to try all these neat. Yeah. Are we doing four? Yeah, we've got four. Okay. So the wild card is the St. Elmo. Mm-hmm. The got the Buffalo Trace. Well, the Buffalo Trace, I think, is going to be the Oh, that's third a ba- single. Sorry, that's a single barrel. So we, then we've got this. Uh, the Maker's Mark. This Select Maker's Mark. Which That's going to be your like third a single, to worst. Single cask kind of deal. Yep. The regular Buffalo Trace. Yeah. That's going to be your, your, you know, your, your little bit higher end. That's probably a, what, a $35, $40 bottle. Yep. And then we have the, uh, let me see, I think that's the single barrel Jack Daniels. Yeah. Single barrel select. Yep. Grab that, grab that maker's marker at one real quick. So uh, John brought this back from Maker's Markdown. It can, in uh, Kentucky. He was Who? on a little bourbon trail. Who brought that back? John Hart. Okay. My father-in-law. So, uh, where, so, what, so is, how would you this rate This is a limited edition private select deal. So the, the thing with this is, is that it's really high-level proof and alcohol. It's like, you know... Um, That's probably still 40, 50 bucks. I bet it is. So, so the St. Elmo is our wild card. That's your bottom one. Mm-hmm. This one's probably... The Maker's Mark is probably... More expensive than the Buffalo Trace, but but I'm gonna guess. But you, know, I I don't want you to judge it yet. It's actually, I mean, it's. So we're. I'm gonna take. I haven't yeah. tasted it. Yeah. So I guess you could say the Buffalo Trace and the and, and the I makers, think the mark makers are, are interchangeable. Yeah, po- probably. Okay. 
that's our prediction right now. Okay. Before it, we do a blind taste test. So what we're going to do is John's going to turn his back, and I'm going to splash a few glasses here, and I will hand them to him, and just and then he will try to essentially guess uh, which one's which. Um, we're, really, I don't know if you're, you're going to guess it at the end, but um, we'll let you kind of uh, drink them all and then kind of give us an opinion on one, two, three, and four. So, okay. Let's, uh, all right. We're going to pause here while we get this going, and we'll be right back. Okay. Yep, now we're back. All right, so... All right, well, Mark is... I've got an order going here. There, there we, we go. go. We're, we're back. back. We're back. All right. We had to be a little mobile with the microphones. Yeah, um, we're trying to move around the room a little bit here. So I've got a sticky note with a numbered one, two, three, four. We're trying these neat, just a little splash. No shot, Mark. Just a taste. Sorry, I might have gotten aggressive on this. Oh, gosh. So I'm going to mark it down what I think it is. Just a splash, just to see how it feels. <laughs> I like a splash. You know, I think it's, it's an interesting way that we figure out ways to, uh, to uh, drink more bourbon. But I think it also proves a point, too. I guarantee you I won't be right. Oh, interesting. That's what I, I mean. I'm going to try, but I just I don't think I'm going to be right. Um, I, I think you might screw up one of them. As far as like not knowing which it is, then what will be interesting to know is, um, at least from your perspective there, is you know, which one do you think is out of essentially what I would consider just kind of your average, easy-to-find bourbons, right? Not rare finds, not collector editions. Um, what is it? So number one, at least for John, this is number one. Okay. And that was, that was the heavier pour. Sorry about that. I got a little aggressive with it. Okay. So this is the first one. First one. Stings the nostrils, I'm sure. He's giving it a, a sniffy sniff. sniff. Right, he's going to write down what he thinks it is, can I look, which could I can be look, interesting. I can look back. Yeah, you can look back at uh, what uh, they were here. You see, I have never had the St. Elmo's yeah. or the, the uh, Maker's Mark. Right. Um, and I did mix these up back here just, so, no, okay. just to screw you up. They aren't like sitting in front of the things that they are. I actually like that we're doing kind of a splash, too, because it... Um, you won't necessarily be able to tell, I think, by the color um, because there's so little in the glass. I think they all have similar coloring. Okay. Give me number two. Number two. Coming on over. All right. Okay. We're moving on. What would you think of the first one, by the way? Just Strong. Like strong, strong alcohol? Yes. Okay. But I haven't drank really anything tonight. So. That's true. We've only had kind of beers going, so. That's a little less strong. A little less strong? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So we have strong, a little less strong. 
Now that could just be because your palate is. We should almost like cleanse your palate with the beer in that between was, or with water in between, but whatever. Yeah, even taking a little splash. We're not taking shots. It's like a little taste. Yeah, it's just like a little taste. Just not a big deal, but almost like to wash it out. We're, we're so official here with our taste testing. We're, we're working on this. We're, we're growing. We're learning. God, this smells awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I can tell. This looks like red wine. <laughs> <laughs> this looks awful. Oh. <laughs> red wine. <laughs> All right. You can tell gut rot from a while. Wine. Number three. Number three, I think he knows what it is. Okay. Uh, and oh, Ron, and number four. Gosh, that was so bad. Somebody that, told me they drink it on ice. That's what was I your know. beer? Oh, Did I have the social house beer? Uh, mine had the, yeah, that's yours. Okay. I had the uh, Chatham cup. All right, last one. <laughs> it looks like red wine. <laughs> it's so good. I tried to pour like, Almost nothing in that that glass to make it so you couldn't tell what it was. It still was freaking red. It's almost unfair, that one, because it's the wild card. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you it, and I I, I I I bet you I'm wrong. I'm only I think I only have one right because okay. the other three were pretty good. Yeah. Um, I said uh, Makers for one. Okay. Buffalo for two. St. Elmore three, four Jack. Okay. You've got two right. Which ones did I? So you got the St. Elmo was right, which was um, the you know red wine one that was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the last one was the Jack Daniels. Yep. So you were right there. But you had the other two flipped. And I... In, wow. I, which, wow. I thought the... Yeah. Well, and I, so... Um, what's interesting there, and I think our take off of it too, with you not um, maybe cleaning your palate a little bit beforehand or whatever, and thinking what the buffalo. And I had I had warned you before we even started doing this that the alcohol content of the maker's mark was kind of heavy. What's the buffalo? So um, let's see what proof this is. This is forty five percent alcohol. So that's strong too, but it's not as strong. But it's not fifty five percent alcohol. Yeah, I mean, so this is ninety proof, fifty five. That makers is one ten. The one and two were very similar quality, though. Okay, yeah, they were. That sounds about right then. The makers was actually a little better. All right, which like is shocking. Well, I I picked that. So he came back with like a uh, a sampler of these private stocks, and he gave one to me, Johnny and Michael. We tested them on Christmas. And I immediately was like, "Well, I'll I'll take this one if nobody wants it because this is the best of the." Dude, three. that Saint Elmo's ain't worth throwing in there. Like you, it's not even worth you. It's not worth the taste test for no. me because it's I'm yeah you know, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna not know right. Yeah, so I'll just we'll just do three for you. Okay, that's fine because it actually we're actually gonna make you drink that shit. <laughs> well, we can make me do that last. Just I heard to make somebody me do it. I heard somebody talk. Yeah, I've been drinking that Saint Elmo's like now well, I I've never had it. I was like you're f- that that is wow. <laughs> That is gut rot. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah, somebody. I heard somebody say they drink it on the rocks. Wow. And I'm like, wow. It's aggressive move. The Jack is far superior. It's a superior. It is really good. Okay. Mm-mm. I believe that. I mean, we could sub in the St. Elmo's for you for some cherry wine. 
if you'd like that, or some Dr. Pepper with some rubbing alcohol. If that's what you like. <laughs> All right, let's 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 hit pause here so we can get you trying. All right, hang on, folks. All right, all right, my turn. Uh, I'm uh, in place. John has done his secret. Secret. Do you have that pen? Can I get that pen? Here you go. All right, we're gonna start with uh, number one. Number one. Just a splash. Jesus, dude, that's more than a splash. But it's okay. really not. It's really not. It's got a little nose to it here. Is that more than sorry? That is. This one does too. <laughs> you don't have to drink. Hey, just take your sip. You don't have to drink. Oh, that's right. That. We aren't passing them on though. That's got a good nose to it. It's got a nice caramel flavor to it. It doesn't. Not not too much alcohol in there. Okay. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear the taste. I like that a lot. That's pretty damn good. It's interesting. It's got um hmm. Let's let's keep let's keep you on the quiet. I think I think because then I want to start talking. I think I know. I think I know what that is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna write down what I think it is right now. Okay. You wanna number two? Rinse or are you good? No, I'm gonna finish. Uh oh yeah, I'm gonna hold on. Let me let me cleanse the palate. <laughs> I like how we're cleansing the palate with beer. <laughs> Going back to neutral. I'm neut- neutralizing. <laughs> okay, number two. Similar nose. A little more alcohol, though, there. I can tell. Uh, you know what? That's some Tennessee shit, I'm pretty sure. Mm, damn it, maybe not. Feel can can sting burns can sting the nostrils and it doesn't, doesn't have it doesn't have that Jack it, Daniels does it look like flavor does, to it though. does it look like this <laughs> does, it look, does it look like red wine mm, I think that's that one and that's just based on knowing my flavors oh thank you number three mm. number three mm, this has got some caramel to it definitely not as uh, alcohol. Take that back. That about fucking killed me. Holy shit. That one burned big time. Can feel, can sting the nostrils. Holy cow. Now I'm really confused. Maybe that one was All the, right. let's, uh, the makers. Let's, that one might be the makers. Hold on. Now I'm not sure. This one would be the buffalo. And then you got the wild card left there? Can't wait to drink. Oh, my God. That looks so terrible. It's so bad. It's like syrup. I mean, just drink, just take a sip and puke. <laughs> <coughs> it's so bad. I don't know who the hell drinks this shit. It's awful. It's cough syrup. Yeah, that's really bad. It's fucking, I don't even know what they put in that. It's fuck, It says... Straight bourbon whiskey with dark cherry and bourbon vanilla beans. Um, I think they fucking 
take I think a sh- they, they take they, a they, shit. They, they put that in there just to okay. So I think you're. I bet you. I think you're right. You're, you used your palate pretty good. Uh, you think so? Yeah, you did. All right. So uh, number one, I've got the Jack Daniels. Yep. Number two, the Buffalo Trace. Yep. And then number three was the Maker's Mark. You got it. And in, um, I had. I had it. I, I was giving the uh, the Buffalo Trace some more some pretty good credit, and because I, I was like just from a flavor perspective, I didn't think it tasted like Jack Daniels, and so that's why I didn't think it was initially. Um, and I mean, then the second one, I thought the second one was just, I guess, uh, wasn't as good as the first one, and that's why I was making it, I put it as the Maker's Mark. So it was like a process of elimination. Um, type of deal, and then but when I I had had that Maker's Mark before, I hadn't. and I had you hadn't, and I knew when that thing burned the crap out of my mouth, I was like, "That's the one with all the alcohol. That that's the Maker's Mark," and it made me shift everything. I could have easily gotten the uh, Jack Daniels though and the Buffalo Trace um, uh, mixed up because I actually thought both of those were really really. Uh, the Jack close. is forty seven percent alcohol too. It's high, but I thought those two. We're pretty darn close to each other. And I think that's the point of this exercise, right? So the point of this exercise, that Jack Daniels single barrel is the same as that Buffalo Trace single barrel. It, I mean, they are so close to being equal. And if you had to basically go, ba- if you were going to based on price or volume, like you wanted to go buy two bottles of something to stock up with it, you could easily buy that Buffalo Trace and be just as could, happy with it. You could almost get three bottles of it. Versus versus that Jack Daniels single barrel. I think the Jack is is superior to the Buffalo. But, yeah. Oh, it was good. But, but they were pretty they were so close though that especially if you put them on ice, I bet you would know the difference. It just proves the point. Just proves it. It's not worth three times the money. No. It's not. I almost brought a couple like the off ones that I've got, you know, like the uncle nearest. And the uh, like, you know, one of the, one of the Jefferson ones, or you know, one of these the other Jefferson. I think like those, like a Jefferson, you're you're gonna get more like the Buffalo Trace and Jack Daniels, and maybe even Maker's taste. I think when you go to the Uncle Nearest and those Oddball, that's when they, shit. More, more, they don't, more unique. They more unique, and they, but I think they're not as quality. I would agree with that. I, I, I think when they say, "Hey, we're so." Right. We're, we're they some, aren't as refined. They they're are not. Definitely not as refined. Dude, there's something to be said about Jack Daniels and Buffalo Trace. The like original, and Absolutely. then when they try to put like their, you know, is this a single barrel too? This Buffalo Trace? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know that you're gonna, you're just going to get quality whiskey for the for a price that they can afford, and they've been making whiskey for a long time. Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, it's and like I, Budweiser, I, dude. I, I mean, it, <laughs> it's like Budweiser. Dude, that is the that is exactly what I was thinking and that we've had this conversation about beer as well in where we're like, there's all these craft beers, there's all this stuff and, you know, we're patient enough, we wait long enough, the next thing you know, we're, we're back to, you know what, I'm good with a Budweiser. Oh, I'm getting a, I think if, I'm, one of us needs to get, I'm going to get a keg of Steve Budweiser yeah. and you need to get, figure out how to do the nitro on the Guinness. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Oh, I, I love could Guinness. do that. It's so good. Dude, I love Guinness. I'm thinking the nitro and the Guinness, this, definitely next, next winter, um, if I can get that where I could figure out how I can swap it out, it um, would be awesome. Everybody thinks, it, well, not everybody, people that actually drink beer or drunks like us know that like Guinness is actually low oh, carb. Oh, it's lighter. Yeah. Low carb. 
Yep, low calorie. Less calorie. Yep. But I just love pounding it. Oh, I know. <laughs> it goes down pretty easy. I mean, it's really not that bad. It's definitely more of like, I feel like it's a winter beer for me. I don't, you're not, you're not going to see me in the heat of the summer, you know, putting down Guinness. Um, where, I, like, I'm, I probably, it's like last year why I did the, I did the Modella in my, or Modelo in mine, and I didn't drink enough of it. I should have actually gone with the lighter Modelo. I went with that Negra. And I just didn't drink enough of it. I but. can drink Guinness when it's hot. Can you? If it's cold. Yeah. If it's cold, I think it's a visual thing to everybody. That's Because like, it's like dark, real yeah. dark. Yeah, it, it puts me in a different mood. It's kind of like bourbon versus tequila. Like all, I haven't drank a lot of tequila once it got freaking cold out. And I've been like more leaning into the bourbon. It's kind of like this warming thing. Whereas, you know, as soon as the sun freaking pops, you know me and tequila, that's what I'm going to drink. So Let's go. Well, all right. I like, hey. Well, that's a review. Um, you know, I, from a, our usual review, you know, do you gift one of these? Um, uh, if, if I had to pick out of all of them to gift, I would definitely gift the St. Elmo's <laughs> Buffalo Trace. He was joking. Totally joking. Yeah. No, for 30 bucks. I Buffalo, mean, that is, that's a no, great, you're, you're joking about St. Elmo. I was joking about St. Elmo. I think for 30 bucks, you can grab that bottle of Buffalo Trace just about anywhere and they're going to enjoy it. You show up to a party, you show up to whatever, and you you know stock the bar type thing. Somebody's going to be like, that's great. Yeah, thanks. So. Yeah, agree. That's the one I would gift. Yep, I cool. agree. Cool, man. All right, thanks. All right, thanks, everybody. All right, on behalf of John and myself, uh, I want to say go out there, hit more greens, score better. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Thanks. Baby.